0: Hello, and welcome back to The Conversation, a podcast for and about women in business. I'm your host, Gina Simeone. The Conversation podcast highlights the stories of women entrepreneurs, VPs, and C-suite status. How did they get there? And what challenges did they face or overcome to achieve their goals? The trend of women in business is growing every single day. According to Forbes, in 2021, the percent of women CEOs is 8.2%, a rise of 0.4% from 2020, and the year isn't over yet. 31% of small businesses or franchise owners are women, and this is up from 27% from last year, according to the small business trends. The dream of women holding a large presence in the business world is finally a reality and we aren't going anywhere. The Conversation Podcast is brought to you by Single Throw Marketing, a Google-premiered partner digital agency. If you're ready for marketing that will blow your socks off, please check out singlethrow.com. Welcome back to The Conversation. Today we have with us the VP of International Operations at Varsity All-Star, Damien Albee. Hey, Damien. Hey, Gina. How are you? Great. Thanks so much for joining us. Long time no see. I know. (laughs) Damien and I go way, 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 way back.
1: (laughs) We do. Back in the Myrtle Beach in South Carolina days.
0: (laughs) I know. Good old Myrtle Beach. So yeah. So Varsity All-Stars is a very large corporation that handles cheerleading with apparel, um, events, colleges, camps, camps, all of of the things, education. um, They have been a driving force. They've been around for How long have you guys been around? Since the
1: 70s, our founder, Jeff Webb, um, started it in his apartment and it has turned into an amazing company. I will say that. And it has brought a lot of great things to the cheerleading industry um, across the school market and the all-star market.
0: Damien and I met. Probably about 20 years ago.
1: Mm-hmm. I think so. About
0: 20 years ago in Myrtle Beach, um, I had an all star cheer gym, coastal vibe all stars.
1: <laughs> and I had my Carolina Prodigy all stars uh, with my little zebra mascot and all those kids running around in zebra stripes. <laughs> oh
0: my God. what What a day. What a day to be alive, huh?
1: <laughs> God. I I can't believe it's been 20
0: years. I can't either. So um, I reached out to Damien because I have seen her throughout various roles in my career. I have seen her at events and she is the constant figure. You know, she's always, she's been there from the ground up. And so I wanted to hear her story about how she started at varsity and how it's evolved into the company that it is today and how you as a person have evolved from what you were, you know, way back when, when varsity first started to where you are now and just tell me about the journey that this has brought you on.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really been a, an interesting journey and I look back and one of my high school coaches passed away this summer and it was, um, one of the really cool things that came about, it was everybody sharing memories. And some of the pictures that came up were from my freshman year in high school, which was 90, 91. And there were pictures from UCA, which was held in SeaWorld at the time. And which we no longer have there. I mean, I think all of our Disney events are now at at Disney at Wild World Sports, but um, it was crazy to think that who would have thought the 12 to 13-year-old me would have been sitting in our corporate headquarters 20-something years later you know, working side by side with the people that put that event on that were in early in their career. So it's kind of cool to look back and, and really think about my journey. And since you and I started talking, I was like, how did I get here? And, and yeah. where do you, we, we talk about left turns in life all the time with my friends. And there's always these left turns. And the first left turn is pretty much a high school or two starting your adulthood is deciding where to go to college. So yeah. for me, it was all about living from day one. I mean, I needed to go to a school that was going to have, you know, College cheerleading that was going to be successful and um, ended up in Charlotte in North Carolina and um, loved every minute of it. However, I did not um, love school and school did not love me, so okay. I did not last very long in my college career. I think a year <laughs> and a half before my the school decided that I probably needed to take a break because I was not very good. Um, okay, I was great in school. I just was not great at going to school. So I took a different path real quickly. On I found a job working in a gym. And that kind of started me in the other side of it. It started me as going from the the participating in it to starting the coaching in it and what the business side of it looked like. And, you know, I hustled through that and ended up bouncing around, to be honest. Um, You know, I bounced around from North Carolina down to Alabama, really following cheerleading gyms. And, you know, in our industry, that's what they do on the coaching side. Right. And ended up back in Charlotte. And that's when I met my lovely friend, uh, Shannon Smith, who owned a gym in South Carolina at the time, and also was starting a company called Spirit Sports Cheer and Dance with um, his business partner, James Speed, who coaches Louisville. And anybody who's in, in or around cheerleading knows Louisville and yes. knows that they are amazing. They um, are and amazing. Surprisingly, I actually met James when I was 17 um, oh, at wow. college camp. He was my college camp instructor. Um, didn't really know it, but he kind of remembered me a little bit because I was a little feisty in my Southern world being from up North, which you now know um yes
0: i mean i feel like camp counselors they kind of leave a special place in your heart you know who one of my first camp counselors was um big shout out to uh, jeff manhart
1: oh really that's yep. awesome That's awesome. And they do, they, they really, it's kind of, you look up to them and you go, okay, I think I want to be on that side of it. And so when they were starting their company, it kind of gave me a perspective, um, a different look into it and what could be there and what could be considered a career. And, you know, I, I worked a couple of events for free, which I'm still trying to get Shannon to pay me for, you know, 20 plus years later. Um, and (laughs) so, uh, I saw a side of it where it was, I really enjoyed the event producing side of it and really planning the event and getting to do the behind the scenes and really the nitty gritty that you don't see, you know, I always right. saw it as a competitor and we go to events and we see, you know, the stage and the lights and all the stuff. And you never really understand the work that goes into it. And um, I just enjoyed it from day one. So I, yeah. I stuck around and as Shannon tells it, you know, they couldn't get rid of me, but the, the truth <laughs> of the matter is, is I think I was the only one working sometimes. Um, <laughs> so, you know, from the days of putting labels on envelopes and, and score sheets and We didn't have, you know, we have carbon copy, but the labels didn't go through. So you had to put them on every page. I mean, it was just the good old days of a homegrown business. And that's exactly what it was. It was his family. It was his friends. And we all came together. And that business grew over the years. And we ended up, I think, with 12 events at one point throughout the country, which is great because they would all feed into our middle beach event, which, you know, (laughs) is just such a cool event. Uh, Yeah. It brings teams from all over the country together and and friends coming to compete. And it, it was I don't want to say a party weekend because that's not what it's about. It was just about spending time with people that you see once or twice a year. Yeah. Um, and I just I just fell in love with that from the get-go. And school kind of to me, I knew I needed it. I knew I needed to get my degree. And so as I bounced around living in different places, I finally said, you gotta get your crap together <laughs> and go, <laughs> okay. Get it
0: together.
1: What are you gonna do here? And um yeah. And so I, you know, put all my classes in, went to community college, transferred that into ECU, finished online. I was like, OK, there's goal number one. I'm a big girl now. I, I finished school finally. I think it took me a really long time. And then I decided, you know, I was teaching high school full time in a special education classroom. 9-11, it happened at that point. And, you know, a couple of years later, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I was you know, doing that. I was working events on the weekends. And I was teaching in the gym every day and coaching. And it was just, you know, three full-time jobs in itself and made the decision. I wanted to do cheerleading full-time and Shannon, just the opportunity wasn't there. And I remember going to on vacation with my family and I was so frustrated. And there's so many other event companies. We, we were fortunate when we were competing and had our gyms that that was the day of, you know, all these people that were around the same age were starting their event companies. So there was a lot of choices. Everybody was friends Yeah. and there was another competitor that lived five minutes from Shannon's gym and started a company as well. Scott Foster with WSF. And so I remember talking to my dad going, I I just, I want to do this, but Shannon and James don't want to hire me full-time yet. And I'm just going to go talk to Scott and see if Scott has a job because I didn't want to leave the Carolinas and I'll be damned if I didn't walk in and had like a missed call from Shannon, his classic (laughs) text me now, or, you know, text you call me when you get this text messages. And I called him and sure enough, he was ready. He was like, we need you. We're going to back pay you. We're going to do all this. And then, so I started uh, full-time with them and then moved down to Greenville a year after that. And it's kind of been, you know, cruise control ever since then. So
0: that's amazing. That's, yeah. that's a great story. So you really started, I mean, when you were just a baby yeah, and you saw it through and now varsity has really grown so much. Tell me about the company varsity itself.
1: Yeah. So, um, varsity spirit is located primarily in Memphis, Tennessee. We do have five regional offices that run the all-star division and it is primarily made up of former entrepreneurs really. And then some of the people that have come with them and, uh, some people, amazing people that we picked up along the way that just love cheerleading and love putting on events and, and really truly care about the experience that is happening, um, in each of the regions and, and at these events and for these kids and athletes and coaches. So, um, You know, we are in the the camp space. We're in the training and education space, but I primarily work in the event space um, and have the entire time with a little bit of dabbling um, on the um, on the camp and training side Um, from the international portion, which is what a lot of people don't realize either, is that we are one of the only event producers um, in the world that operate in multiple countries. So we have yeah, we run an event um, in Canada. We have an entire series. We also have the UK. We have Germany. We have Sweden. Um, and then also Japan. So we are kind of bebopping around the world, wow. um, which is exciting. And it's extremely refreshing to be able to go to different parts of the world and see cheerleading still in its infancy. I mean, it's even in its infancy compared to other sports in, wow. the, in the country. And then to see it, you know, even younger coming up through here. It's really cool to just see the genuine aspect of the sport continue to grow. So we are very fortunate with varsity that we are able to do that yeah. and have the opportunity to, um, to help the sport grow around the world.
0: That's really great. So you're the VP of international operations. So what does that mean and how did you get
1: there? So COVID was, I'll say is how I got there. Um, obviously we are all living in that lovely little world right now. Um, and, and it was, it was definitely a, a challenge for all of us. You know, I, I held out um, moving to Memphis for a very long time. I learned a few years back that uh, I was kind of went to struggle a little bit with my worth and kind of doing all the work and always being the one, the first one at events, the last one to leave, not really getting the raises, not really getting the promotions and not really moving up. I was kind of stuck. And at that's the time that I decided to go back and get my MBA. And it was really honestly an exit strategy for me. It was a, you know what? if they're not going to pay me what I'm worth or they're not going to see my value or, you know, we're all the same age. So there's only, there wasn't really a clear path for me. I didn't know. It was very, it was very, you know, kind of muddled on where I was right. going to go and whose spot I was going to take. Cause nobody was leaving. Yes. Um, so I've always been one to kind of create my own path. And um, I had that opportunity, at one of our events summit that's down in Orlando a while back and have kind of carved out my own little spot in our company couple of years ago, some of our bosses and said, Hey, what can we do to get to Memphis? And I was like, when the right offers there, I'll come. And I was actually, ironically, I was in Providence, uh, Rhode Island when, when they sent me official, like, Hey, what wow. are you doing? I'm like, okay, well we hang out in motherland. And, um, <laughs> and they, uh, they were like, this is what we think. And are you willing to do it? And I finally said, you know what? If I'm going to make the jump and start to kind of jump the ladder to begin to continue to grow in the ladder,
0: right. um,
1: then I, I definitely am going to do that. In our company, a lot of people don't realize that Varsity Brands is made up of three different divisions. So we've got the Herf Jones division, which deals primarily in yearbooks and class rings and all of that. Then we also have BSN Sports, which is in sporting um, equipment apparel things like that with a lot of high schools and colleges and universities. And then we've got the spirit side, which is us um, dealing on the cheerleading side. And when they put those three together, they've really made a lot of improvements from the business side of leadership and talent acquisition and really trying to um, make sure that this is a company that kind of can show clear paths. And I started to see that, which is part of the reason why I was okay making that jump over because I had a lot of faith. And trust that the right leadership was in the right place to start making some of those things happen. So I saw some structural things happening internally that really made me feel a little more comfortable. So I sold my condo, uh, moved to Memphis, um, jumped in here, not for the international position, (laughs) just for kind of an overall all-star position to kind of okay. help the division as an overall. And then when COVID hit, there was a lot of restructuring that was happening. And just like a lot of companies have gone through is, you know, you have to make some tough decisions and choices to be able to make sure that there's a long term for the company. And um, so as those were changing, um, we had a lot of changes in leadership. And so through that process, there was kind of a whole that was identified, which was awesome, awesome, awesome induction of cheerleading into the Olympics um, as official sport. So Amazing. Finally, it is, it is, it is so exciting. But with that, a lot of our team was working that and they were a huge part of that. So they shifted over to the ICU, ISF side. And so that left a hole within varsity spirit and varsity all-star for somebody to kind of take ownership of that division. So I moved up to Memphis in January with one job. I got through the summer <laughs> with our leadership changes and moved kind of into a different position, which is Synergy. Kind of the okay. I, I'm an operations and a sales minded person. So I kind of sit in the middle of the fence a lot, a little bit of Switzerland. And so I, I know both sides very well and I'm very passionate about both sides. And so Synergy was kind of the glue in the middle that goes, okay, well, You're not thinking about this and you're not thinking about this. What about this? So that's a lot of what I was doing on the daily. And then when the international spot kind of came up, I was like, hey, would you be interested in this? And I have a love for international cheerleading just because, like I said, how genuine it is. And um, I was like, absolutely. So I'm kind of still straddling the fence with two different jobs because obviously international is just now picking back up with all the the right closures and shuts down, shutdowns travel. and stuff. Yeah. And travel. Um, right. we are actually having our first live international event the first week in December in Sweden. So as a first oh international event we have had in two years, so, or just a little under two years. So we are super excited to see that coming back, but yeah, so that's, I jumped right into international. So my third job in less than a year and a half. Here and it's, well,
0: hey, you're climbing the ladder and you're, you are the true testament of doing whatever it takes to get where you want to be. I mean, you've been doing this for 20 years with the yeah. same company and just
1: ruling through every single job. I mean, how many
0: different jobs have you had? Gosh, I started
1: from gopher. Um, I don't know if I can say other words, but I probably have other names that probably <laughs> attached to that. Um, but I've, I've probably looked at, I mean, I've done anything from registration to judge's stand manager to event. You know, directors to scoring managers to actors therapist. to, to therapists. At therapists, I think <laughs> is the one that won't ever go away. No, um, which is actually probably the one that I like the most. Um, yeah, because I, I do like the relationship building and the conversations, and so many relationships are built over time. And you know, when you've got twenty plus years. They always never fail. Send me back to New England when, whenever it happens. I mean,
0: yay, New England! Yeah. But listen, I mean, if you're in the cheerleading industry, you know Damien. If you don't, then you're not really in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I think
1: other than that, I've probably been close to ten different jobs that have wow. that have gone through, and um, I've loved every one of them. that's amazing.
0: So just kind of switching gears a little bit. So cheerleading in general, when people hear cheerleading, they think it's a female dominated sport. Um, It's, you know, mainly females, but, you know, men have definitely made their way and their presence in the cheerleading world. You mentioned that varsity was founded by Jeff Webb, who is a male and your boss and, you know, Shannon Smith, he's a male. James speed is a male. This company was, is predominantly male owned and run. And you were kind of the lone female kind of starting at the ground with them and rising your way up. So how has that evolved from a gender standpoint?
1: It's funny. um, I was actually thinking about this earlier. I remember my very first meeting that I got invited to Memphis. Um, We have these strategy meetings up here. And I remember sitting in the room, looking around going, I am one of two females in a room of 20 plus men that's sitting in here. And, and, um, actually it might've been three females at that time. And I remember raising my hand, making that statement. Of uh, base <laughs> like, hey, what's going yeah, on? like, thanks for a seat at the table, finally. Um, and by the way, you know, I'm not leaving anytime soon. So yeah, um, but it is. It's true. It, it's a it's a women's sport primarily that is very male dominated, and I think persistence is one of the things for me. And I mean, I work my tail off. I mean, I that's what was instilled in me growing up anyway. So I my work ethic, I think work ethic is like the number one thing you can bring to a table regardless of gender or age or anything. I just, to me, that's just something that I think is, it says a lot about your character. Yeah. And I just didn't quit. I knew, I knew that this was my career. It wasn't my job. And I made that decision a long time ago. Um that I hadn't I'd done other things. I've taught. I've worked in retail. I've been in the gym side. I've done all the things. And you know, I, I love this industry and I was gonna make my mark on it. And I always say with with any position I take in the company, I'm gonna leave it better than I found it. Yeah. You know, and so that's kind of been my my thing. And anytime I go into a room, I, I will say this um I've grown up a lot in those meetings. <laughs> um, you know, it's I think about especially obviously married life and things like that, you know, you think that Charlie Brown and it's like, I know, I I know that I got to listen a little bit more, I had to learn to listen a little bit more. And I had to learn to use my voice when I know it could be uh, most effective, rather than just always having a reply and an answer for something. So that's something I really had to learn. I don't know if that's my new England feistiness or if it's just me being a strong alpha female uh, or combination of both. But, um, I definitely have had to learn how to sit in those meetings and not be standoffish on it and really have to bring some value to the table.
0: Yeah, no, that's great advice. I mean, ultimately we have to create a voice. You have to create a voice if you want to be heard. And That's sometimes like, you
1: start kicking and screaming. <laughs> you make a big old no, splash.
0: we don't do that. Never,
1: never. But I, you know, and I did I, a lot of times I would just, I was very outspoken at the very beginning. And then as, as I've grown up through it, I've really learned how to, to really use that in the right way in the right yeah. time. Um, I laugh because all last year I had a sticky note on my computer. It said tone and context. So 20 years later, I still have to remind myself, you know, tone and context are sometimes taken, you know, not the same from everybody. That's
0: awesome. Especially during emails, you know, like you never,
1: you never know the tone that they're using through the email. And my smiley faces don't always mean smiley face sometimes. So I also had to stop that.
0: (laughs) Gee, I wonder what else they could mean. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Per my last email. Yes. I am that person too. Do you read? Yes or no? (laughs) If you do, please see below.
0: (laughs) So in this whole journey and this whole experience, what would you say to your 28 year old self now? Like what, what do you, what
1: do you wish that you knew then that you know, now? Jokingly run (laughs) realistically, (laughs) (laughs) realistically um, when I say run, I mean, I wish I had, I wish I had done it a little bit sooner. You know, I, I think everything happens for a reason. So I know that the experience and the timing and all of that is is amazing. I wish I could have made a difference sooner. And that's that's one of the biggest things. The other thing for me is someone gave me some great advice when I moved to Memphis and it was like, take someone under your wing and get under someone's wing. And I, I will never forget that. I think, um, I wish I had been able to do that again sooner in my career and someone had given me that advice because I I've tried to do that now when I go and I really try to make sure that I can be a role model and find that person to, to kind of mimic and model. But lastly, be true to yourself. I think that's the one thing I don't waver. I'm a very black and white person um, when it comes to, you know, you know how, you, where you stand with me, you know, my opinion on things. I'm never going to be the person that's going to come back and say, you can never say that I didn't say something, you know, good, bad, yeah. or indifferent. You're always going to know where I stand and how I feel about something and a decision because I just believe that everything, you know, deserves to be heard. And I just, I'm glad I've done that. I mean, I, I've, I've done yeah. that, but I would encourage anybody um, and anything that they're doing to, to definitely stay true to who you are. Um, you're the only person that you ultimately have at the end of the journey.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, just knowing you, I, I think people appreciate that about you and they respect it. You have to have your voice. You have to be real and honest. And, you know, I always say, if you want something sugar-coated, eat a donut. Don't come <laughs> talk to me. <laughs>
1: yeah. Don't talk to me. Because There's a lot to be said for just black and white and being straightforward and honest. I think, you know, it, like I said, people don't always like me. But I do hope that they at least respect me and respect that I'm always there to be truthful and honest, and they know that, you know, integrity is a huge thing with me. And so, if something's off, I'm gonna say it. And you get it done. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. It might take all day. It might be I mean, a testament.
0: This. I think it's a huge testament that you know you were able to start with this company twenty something years ago. And here you are today, finally moving to Memphis, finally making the leap and getting the job and the recognition that you deserve. Yeah. So it's I'm ex- just,
1: I'm excited. I mean, it's, it's a, definitely been a, a long time coming and I finally can say like, I, I deserve that. I deserve to, to yeah. finally get a seat at the table. Like I said, when I came the first time I told them I wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> I think sometimes <laughs> they just laugh at me. I'm like, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm sitting <laughs> still out here. this morning. Still here. Still here. <laughs>
0: This is such a great story. And it kind of, I feel like I've seen your whole evolution, obviously not on a close scale, but you know, from a distance, I've seen you over the years and how you've grown from, would you say you were the gopher? I
1: was the gopher. I think I was the, probably another word for it, but I was the gopher for the more PG word for it. Um, and like I said, I'm still trying to figure out, I need to send him a bill for that next time I see him <laughs> and say, hey, can I get back pay for this? And is there like some sort of like, Interest that comes with this,
0: (laughs) I know. But so for anybody that doesn't know, cheerleading competitions are extremely long and grueling if they're a big one. So you're there at five in the morning, and sometimes you're not leaving till eleven o'clock at night. And Damien was always there when I got there at five in the morning, and I very rarely was there till eleven. But I've heard she is the last to leave.
1: Usually, that's like said, lead by example. So I I did that. I will say this, though. I. I was very fortunate as much as I give Shannon crap, you know, he was also the first one there with me. He might not have been the last one to leave, but he was always the first one there for with me. Um, And so I, I just, I can't, I can't thank them enough. I can't thank you enough. I mean, you, you've been part of that journey too, from the beginning. I mean, we spent countless countless weekends together (laughs) um, growing up and never, ever, ever would I have guessed standing on a stage in Columbia, South Carolina or in Myrtle beach during awards, running around crazy. Would I have thought that we were doing this 20 years later.
0: I know. Isn't it nuts? I love it. That's where every minute of it
1: Excited. this has been awesome. And I love what you're doing. I love you know, I'm a girl power, you know, and I think there's a, there's a lot to be said for the people that can stay consistent and stay true to who they are and fight their way in a world. It's like a salmon swimming upstream, but really, you know, make a mark in the world. I mean, and, and truly, you know, stick together and show each other support. I, I always love that. You know, you don't got to fix people's crowns sometimes.
0: Well, thank you so much for being with us today. We really learned a lot and your message is very powerful. Well, best of luck to you in the future. Um, Congratulations on your big wedding.
1: Oh, thank you. You just got married. Yes, so excited, so excited. Yes.
0: So, um, stay tuned for some exciting events from varsity for the season. Now that they're back in person, everything was virtual last year and the year before, I think, right. It's been like 18 months.
1: Yeah. We, um, we had half of a live season, half of a virtual last year. So our intent knock on wood, with the exception of some planned virtual events, we are hoping to be 100% live with our first events, just wrapping up the last couple of weeks and then getting ready to start into our uh, busy national season. So we're excited. Awesome.
0: Great stuff. Well, thank you again, Damian. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, Gina. The Conversation is brought to you by Single Throw Marketing. Are you a badass woman who wants to share her story? Shoot us an email at what she said at conversation, C-O-N-V-H-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N dot You can listen to The Conversation every other week on anywhere podcasts are found. Again, I'm your host, Gina Simeone. Thanks for listening.